The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the, the after, after show. show. It's the after show. Our studio audience stuck around. Usually it empties out because of this foolishness is going to happen <laughs> after. But George Ramey is still here from Camacho Cigars, so that's probably why they're doing it. And uh, not that we didn't have enough cigars going powering through three with all the beef jerky and, and sauces and stuff. But you gave us a new cigar, the Camacho factory unleashed what's this yeah so this is the um the 2021 you know release after the uh the the last uh liberty after 19 years yeah so all um, done with that yeah and so this one it's it's you know kind of paying a, an homage to the factory right with a uh, hundred count crate and the exposed foot which you know we didn't reinvent the wheel in that one but just when we do camp camacho which we're opening it up in uh, in 2022 uh, we do a blending seminar, right? Mm-hmm. Which we roll these uh, cylinders of the components of the tobacco inside, right? So the guests get to try, you know, and it also tobacco at its entirety rolled in this cylinder, right? And then um, you get to pretty much, you know, taste the three components of the yeah. cigar, and then you 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 try the blend completed, right? So you get a little bit of the spectrum of flavors of of what makes up that blend, similar to what's going on here. Uh, two things. It's the uh, we have we've never used the uh, Ecuadorian Corojo, so that's what this one has. And then the exposed foot gives you that you know uh, flavor profile from the binder and the filler before you actually get to combust uh, the wrapper. Wow. So so it kind of you know gives you that 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 dimension. It's a built-in flavor change yeah. at the quarter yeah. inch mark. Exactly. Yeah. So you you don't start the wrapper until a quarter of an inch down, half mm-hmm. inch down, and then starts the wrapper. This is brushed foot. Is this a name for? Shaggy foot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But it, it's some of sometimes they make them that they are so shaggy, you light them and then all the and it's just, ashes it opens fall. The yeah. Flowers. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this one that we kept it at, I don't know, I'd say quarter inch yeah. that, you know, just to keep the, yeah. the consistency in the, in the shape. And, and, and that's pretty much a cigar. It's just, I would say, I don't know, medium to full, right? Uh, price point is pretty attractive on this one as well. 100 count crates. Uh, we only made a thousand crates of this one. Uh, we're probably down to the last, you know, couple dozen back at the uh, the warehouse. And, a thousand crates know. of a hundred. It's a hundred thousand cigars. Yeah, it's not like it's small. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a small run. Yeah, goes good with the barbecue sauce. Did, did you do you that? Dip yes. It? Did you uh, try that? Yes, I did. Oh, right. wow. Did yeah, you I haven't dip done that the, one yet. Barry, did you dip the cigar in it? Or no, no I didn't want same. Dave to have a cow. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do, do that. that. All right, so George, what is your title? What exactly are you two? And I, you've done it all at this point, but what, what, do you, what are you now? So I still hold the title of, uh, of brand, national brand ambassador for, for Camacho. Okay. Right? 
but in the hierarchy of uh, of Davidoff, right? Um, it be senior brand manager, right? Specifying on 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 Camacho, and I also do uh, some Avo yeah uh, stuff as well. But it just that's the face of Camacho for the last almost nine years. Yeah, um, I've been involved in anything that has to do with with Camacho out on the road and. Recently, I moved to Tampa a couple of years ago, and now I'm involved with uh, the creation of the campaigns and you know the execution of, of all these crazy ideas. You give you know the, the barbecue sauce and, and the jerky. So you go to the office now, yeah. as opposed to just on yeah. The road. Be- before I used to be a satellite, right? So I lived in Miami um, for the last you know it was 19, 19 years prior to the last two years in, in Tampa, and um, I was just always a satellite, right? I would go to the office from time to time, but I was always on the road. Yeah. Um, and now it's just a, the dynamics is a little different, you know, being in the office almost every day, you'd be getting grain into what's really happening. Right. Um, and a lot of information that I just didn't have before. Uh, it's just, you know, very rewarding to be involved fully into everything that, that goes on. Yeah. Um, Do you think in that the, the industry is moving away from having a brand owner, be the face of a company and moving more toward having specific brand ambassadors? Uh, it depends, right? Um, it depends. Because you had, I mean, when Davidoff acquired Avo, you had Avo on the road. That was his job. Yeah. So he would wrap Avo cigars and the reps would, would move him around and he would do different events and people would come to see Avo. You're not Camacho. You're not Avo. Yeah. So, but you are the face of Camacho do you think that's uh, a direction that the rest of the industry will copy, or do you think Davidoff is just going to corner it, the market? Yeah, no, it, it depends. Like uh, in 2012, right, beginning of 2013 when I was hired, there weren't that many brand ambassadors, right, out there uh, with that title. Yeah, you had, you know, the rep that would go and, and, and all that stuff. And then you had the figures like Rocky Patel, yeah. Carlito Fuentes. You can't replace those, right? right. There's an industry to where it's like people look – up to those figures, right? And then they smoke the cigar because it's a great cigar, but obviously because they're they're narrowing down to to this one person, right? Uh, to followership. Um, I I don't know. I mean, in in the recent you know years, there's been other ambassadors out there, um, but I think it's always you're the longest it, it, one that I know of. It, Nine years. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, that's that's it makes me one of the few that, that has stuck around. Yeah. Do you think that like, they kept you around because you actually moved the needle? Um, I mean, apparently, yeah, right? I mean, I don't, <laughs> but I would pat myself on the back. I would, no, I think they'd so. be gone if he didn't, right? Yeah. Now, where you are the face of the brand, pretty much, mm-hmm. they're going to come out with Unleashed. Are they talking to you before that happens and make sure you're okay with it? Or they say, nope, here it is. We don't care if you like yes. it or not. No, this is like, uh, for example, the um, the Camacho Nicaragua that yeah. we you know released in June last year. Very you know hectic time to release a cigar. We had been testing that blend for almost two years before, prior to that, right? Uh, unleashed the same thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm involved in, in in terms of like you know when the blends, the samples come in from uh, from Honduras, uh, just to kind of you know put everything together, give our feedback, and then you know relay it back Stay to our team. Stay true to and, the brand and all yeah, this. And say, what a yeah. waste, though! Two years to work on a blend and you make a thousand boxes. I mean, and let's yeah, start on the next the, thing. That's just the way uh, hmm. the way it is, you know. And 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 I think the urgency to get them was was actually what made the cigar so successful, right? Uh, the blend is great, but when you have something that it's like, yeah, I can get this one, you know, whenever, but a thousand, uh, crates, uh, it creates a, you know, a sense of urgency to get it because 
yeah, next year we may come out with Unleashed, you know, 2.0 or whatever. It won't be this blend. So there's you know, more than, something than, than just brand ambassador. There's marketing that goes along with, with your job title Absolutely. part of it. You wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Um, social media as well, you know, in the past few years. Okay, you're the guy uh, doing yeah, that. Yeah. And, and coming up with these ideas of this beef jerky thing. And, uh, you know, you said, well, there's a team of people there. I mean, you are part of that too to say yeah and it's a small team i mean we have one of our uh, uh my colleagues here dan which yeah. you've met before so he's part of these meetings and we just brainstorm come up with you know crazy stuff and then kind of tone it down so that switzerland doesn't really you know <laughs> put a, a barrier on that um but we've i love we've, that part we've, of it we've to, always, yeah, to we've what extent always, is switzerland the fun police i need to know well that. you know <laughs> just to keep everything tame we, we get a little crazy in these meetings right because it just it's such a it's always been an odd thing for me that you have Camacho, which is known for being a very bold yeah. flavor spectrum, and then you have Davidoff, very sophisticated. How much input do they have on the wild and crazy ideas, or do you guys have to self filter before you present it? Not really. With Camacho, you know, since since we've you know been rolling with it since uh, since the beginning here in the U.S., they're, 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 it's you know pretty. We have uh, uh, freedom to do what we want to do with it, right? Um, it's like the rebel child yes. with the rich dad type of oh, thing. You oh, know, no. it's it's just it's. Uh, it, it must have got easier with the back to back guys, Tuise, <laughs> right? Oh, and, uh, and and Fernando. I mean, yeah, you could probably. I mean, get they, away they with had more. their their niche right with the with the back to back, and I love those guys. They're they're, oh, they're, yeah, they're just one on one. I mean, there's been different things along the exactly. way, of, but that one came under the Camacho umbrella, right? When it, when yeah. it was launched back in whenever it was oh nine, I think. Yeah. I think it was. Um, but yeah, just Camacho is to, you know, just the disruptor of the status quo, right? That's, uh, started also, you know, in, in, in 2013 where we did the revamp, right? And right after, uh, I started doing those road tours. Um, that's another thing that, that's probably what, you know, why I kept my job because nobody sure. else would do three years on the road mm. driving that, you God. know, truck and trailer yeah. and doing, <laughs> I think the end number was 230. 35 events nationwide. Wow. Uh, almost 70,000 miles, you know, you've been, driven you, you, by myself. If there's somebody who's seen every cigar shop in the country, it's, it's you. Yes, you've and it's all. funny because we were talking about, yeah. you know, certain like the, the rumbos and yeah. this and all that stuff. It's like, I've, I've, I've seen yes, everybody. You know what know? about packaging? So Camacho does the revamp and they get brightly colored boxes with lacquer finishes and it made the brand come alive. I mean, let's face it, in uh, 2011, Almost a dead brand, mm -hmm. Be, just fading into a sea of brown. And Camacho gets all these bright colors. The blends stay the same, they say, which yeah. I believe they did. Yeah. But the sizes all get put in order, so you, you're from each blend, you have the same sizes going down through the portfolio. Is there any talk of Davidoff taking what has to be the most boring packaging on one of the most expensive cigars and kicking that up like like you guys did with Camacho? I, I, I highly doubt it. That is really? part of part of the equity of the heritage of the brand, right? Uh, no, I I don't I don't think again I don't know, but I I would you know just from being in the company forever, that's just the brand equity that that Davidoff has built, and yeah, it'll come up with you know a couple of changes here, but just that white band, you know, that's pretty much untouchable. That's uh that's what you know. Um, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite rep to work with? And don't say Jesse because he's sitting right there. Jesse's yeah, pretty fun. We'll know you're lying. <laughs> yeah. we, I mean, I throughout the years I've built relationships with all of our reps, right? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. 
That's a tough one. Uh, you can say it, Jesse. It's all right. Jesse's great. He's yeah. good. Lots of fun. Great accounts in his territory, right? It's always fun. Um, our rep in, in North Carolina also, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty fun. He's on the, on the, you know, from the, uh, new blood would say, you know, he just uh, hired him not too long ago, but he's great. He's got great accounts as well. Um, I don't know. You probably know Carlos. Carlos sure. Escalona. Yeah. Carlitos is always a, yeah. uh, uh, you know, an experience to be with him. Um, and then it also depends on the territory, right? Uh, there's parts of the country where I, I just love to go, you know, like California and, and you know, all that stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. All right. It's time for the hard questions. What brought you into the cigar world and what was your first cigar that you smoked? Ooh, um, my father always smoked cigars. Mind you, he's 92 years old. So he had me at 57. Uh, he had already been smoking cigars. So I grew up. Does he up. still call you ups or is that, does he give you a nickname? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, um, so I always grew up with tons of boxes. He would smoke the Honduran Hoyo de Monterey that came in. A, like yeah, a, you you're know, from Honduras. Yeah. You live there. Yeah. He was born there. Uh, it, I, I was born in, in Miami. Yeah. Right? And then six months after we went back to Honduras, he was a diplomat at the time. And he's French. Okay. Right? Yeah. He's French, born in France, raised and everything. And then he moved around from Canada, US, Mexico, and ended up in, in Honduras. Uh, so I grew up. With Ended cigar. up in Hon Honduras. Yeah, he. It doesn't really happen often. And the, he, it, yes, but this was, and you know, when you talk to him about Honduras back in the day, he got there when you know in the fifties in Honduras, it was just a small paradise, right? Um, and, but again, he started smoking cigars, playing tennis with his you know uh, buddies and stuff, and and I always grew up in cigars, right? With with. We're not a tobacco family, yeah. but sure. there was always cigars involved that would build these little, you know, houses and things with the old boxes of the Hoya de Monterey. Um, dropped me off in school at 6.30 in the morning with a cigar. He smoked double Coronas. Yeah. So he was known in, in, in our city in San Pedro Sula, like the crazy French guy with the double Corona. <laughs> uh, 6.30, I would get to school, you know, 6.15, stinking like cigars, <laughs> right? Um, so that, and then, and then I moved, uh, to the U S and happened to be that my sister had a, you know, a jewelry shop next to a cigar shop. Right. So I started basically when I was 17 working at the cigar shop, just, you know, filling in a couple hours here and there. When I turned 18, actually I was doing pretty good. They canned the manager at the moment. Uh, and I started managing the shop at 18, 18 you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, I think I spent probably a good five years there. Um, and then. With the my partner there, uh, the, the, my boss at the moment, then we became partners. We opened another store in uh, in the Brickle area in Miami. Um, and after that, I wanted to briefly I, for you know a second, I thought I was going to do something by myself, right? I just the whole partnership it was just a little too much for me at the moment. And I got a call from Dylan Austin, which is our president right now. With from him. seeing you working in the Sagasta. We always had friends in common. Okay. I mean, you know, uh, always had friends. In common. That's what I love about the industry, too. Everybody knows each other. So, you know, one of my friends kind of heard what I what was going through and then called Dylan, which I had known him before. And within three weeks to almost a month, he called me. He's like, hey, I have something for, for Camacho. And I was like, yeah, the brand wasn't really selling that much. Right. You know, in the stores. Um, and I was like, sure, I'll get it trip to you know up to Davidoff and that's when I was like the last addition to the puzzle right and I saw what they wanted to do with the the revamp of the brand and that I just fell in love with the brand uh so with, you went with, through with that a, whole revamp yeah I was, okay. that was the that's last great. one All right. uh and after that 2013 started with um 
just, it was a difficult time, right? Two things. There was still a lot of Camacho out there, the older ones. Yeah, right. So it was part we of- We struggled with that part, ourselves. Part of my job to go out there, and if it was small quantities, I would buy everything out, right? Uh, and then replace it with the, with the new stuff um, and training people, right? Just because people gave us, you know, criticism about the big bands and the colors and all that stuff, right? That, criticism? That, oh, yeah. I mean, you got to see was, a brown, and all of a sudden you have well, bright yellow, like change, yeah. orange, yeah, but a lot green. of cigar people are traditionalists. That was very untraditional at the exactly. time. Sure was, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. as a guy working retail, it was a magnet. People Absolutely. walked over, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? And, and you know it was ripped off by a bunch of people and everything. So, yeah, later on. Yeah, so you, know. so you know it was a winner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and also training uh, people on 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 the blends, right? Like how like the Connecticut hasn't changed in 2009, but people just would swear that because <laughs> the band is different, as yeah. the blend is different. So blind tastings, I had to do a yeah. lot of them with Corojo, Connecticut, and Triple Maduro, basically, because those were the three that just you know merged over uh, the Criolla, which was the Havana before that one. We changed a little bit, uh, but for the most part, Connecticut, Corojo, and Triple Maduro was the one that I had to really. Uh, retrain people so blind tastings just remove the bands smoking the same cigar be like oh yeah this is great they're like oh well you know you're smoking the triple maduro you know it's the same thing um so a lot of that and then the road store the road tours uh, yeah. started right that that was a good you know three years of just traveling around and doing all sorts of crazy stuff covid comes in you get to spend time at home like a regular person like a regular person and now you're back on the road though but you're gonna calm it down or you're gonna be that road warrior continue you know can you keep going like that given the amount of work that i've been involved in in the office it's uh it's almost impossible to travel yeah. every week there's a lot of things that i have to take care of so will um, you find your own replacement to be on the road or in the office? yeah to be on the road well, I mean, that's always an option. That is definitely not my call. Yeah. Um, as long as I'm able to travel, like, you know, travel at least one or two weeks yeah. uh, out of the month, then it's manageable. Well, as a retailer, and you were a retailer, and that's what I, yeah. I love, that somebody comes into the industry that, that worked there, so you understand our end of more than ever, experience retail is what it's all about. If you have no experience, then why not buy it online, somebody cheap or whatever? There has to be end up something. And Davidoff has done it more than anybody has done it, created experiences just like we did yep. with, with these t tastings and stuff. This is what needs to be done. And I, and I think Davidoff gets it more than anybody else, that that has to continue or else why go to the cigar store, right? Yeah, and absolutely, the, an in-person experience yeah. is 100 times better. Right. You know, Like I said, we have a, an option of the, this virtually. Um, yeah, it was it, it, it was it, good it, that there was something yeah. while it was there, but yeah, these Zoom calls enough enough. Yeah, now it's yeah. time to where it's like okay, let's let's get back on the road. Yeah. Remember, we started this right at the end of 2020, just putting all this stuff together. Yeah, uh, we just didn't know what was gonna you know happen uh, in the near future, and then you know thankfully everything opened up, and you know we're back on the road. It's time for the strength and character segment. Brought to you. By Camacho Cigars. Camacho Cigars, the icon of uncompromised values. Okay, this is the Camacho segment, the six pillars of character, trustworthiness, respect, responsibility, fairness, caring, and citizenship. And we are on caring. We've been going down the road of this uh, weekly. And uh, in caring... One of the main things to do is forgive others and show mercy. How well are you 
with that character trait. Show, uh, forgive others and show mercy. I think I... Mercy is for I, the weak. Well, eh, not really, depending on the situation. I, I, I probably got that trait from my father, right? Yeah. He was a very... Mm-hmm. Uh, held no grudges, was always very, you know, uh, just merciful, forgiving and everything. Mm-hmm. So I got that from him. Um, I don't know if he was, you know, I didn't meet him uh, when he was in That's his 30s. Man. Yeah. Exactly, because I've heard stories. And in fact, we went to France uh with him and we took him to his childhood uh uh neighborhood and he you know had some friends there that grew up with him and he was just like the bully the fighter the this the one that they would take as the you know the weapon to go yeah. like, oh my god i just had no clue yeah right so um we get older and we mellow yeah, out a bit mellow out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i've noticed that i mean i'm i'm in my you know mid-30s and stuff and it's just i've i've you know mellowed down in, in terms of even driving now i drive even more careful you yeah know? I don't go past Slowing 80. Down, right? <laughs> yeah. Go past 80. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan, I know who's the worst on this panel in this category. Yeah, but we can't say Dave's name I know. out loud. <laughs> he's not gonna want he's not gonna want us to say that. He takes holding a grudge to a whole nother whole level. It's nother terrible. I don't level. like it about myself, but no. I'm absolutely true that uh, I gotta work on the forgiveness. <laughs> no, no, no. Mercy. You don't you actually you you're okay with the forgiveness. It, it's you're a, not it's good a, with the forgiveness. Correct. It's a lie if I'm saying forgiving. Yeah, I forgive you verbally, but I never forget. No. And it's it it stays with me. It's a terrible trait. Anytime that you have ever given someone an ultimatum that this is going to last forever, it has always lasted forever. <laughs> so you may forgive them for their malfeasions, but yeah, I'll, uh, now I'll I'll start talking to you again and right. I'll say hello if I see you, but we're done. Right. <laughs> forever. Forever. You're out of the circle. Yeah, it's terrible. As going through this, very interesting that this this is what Camacho said to, to go through, and as I do it, I, I, I need a lot of work. A lot of work has to be done on me. I, I think I'm a nice person, but... But there's... No, you are a nice person, and you can't be too hard on yourself for this because you... you Front end load with doing the right thing, and this is what pisses you off the most is when someone doesn't do the right thing after you already did the right thing. And and you know, doing nothing is okay, but turning on me yeah. when they turn no, on it's you, unacceptable. and it's like, okay, I, I just can't get past that. And 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 part of it is, uh, as a self employed person, you have to be strong and again, show mercy, show no mercy. No mercy. It's completely opposite. You're eating of beef what this. and you're smoking cigars, yes. no matter what anybody no says. Show no mercy. So that's it. It's it's a terrible <laughs> thing. You you guys, how do you feel about yourself on that? Uh, I, hold, I hold a grudge. Yeah, I'm you not. Man, my wife hates that about me. Yeah, I hate Once it about you're dead to I, me. Myself. You're dead to me. Yeah, I get soured. You, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> now, yes, you do. And, see, and turns see, it off. I, I'm the opposite of you. I get the Irish Alzheimer's, right? You so forget why. I forget why, but I hold the grudge anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I... I know there's yeah. a problem. Yeah, it is a problem, but that is the... I uh, hate you for some reason. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is the Camacho strength and character segment. I fail once again. <laughs> once again. Uh, but nice cigar. This is uh, Camacho Factory Unleashed. Whatever's out there is out there. Mm-hmm. That's it. And next year you'll come out with a different. There's, you know, we're working on 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 you know the extension of, of the line, uh, but again, it's going to be limited to you know possibly yeah. the same amount of of, of crates as well. So um, can I counsel away. you against hundred count boxes? No one's buying a box of them. 
Uh, well, I would probably have to disagree with that. Be, you'd be surprised. It's a great price point, you know. Um, but yeah, for you know, just, just your average Camacho smoker, yeah, spending okay. that, that. So that besides the new version of this that'll come out, what is in the horizons that you can talk about? Not much. I can Not, talk you can't about. talk about. <laughs> no. it, it's so interesting of Davidoff. They're very, very secretive when something's coming. They won't tell anything, nothing at all. And then when it comes out, it's like press releases thing. We want all the attention right now and absolutely nothing before. Well, we no. could do some deduction. There's Camacho Ecuador. There's Camacho Nicaragua. So there's probably going to be a Camacho Brazil or a Camacho Dominican or even Camacho Honduran. Why not a Dominican? Why the pushback from Dominican? You know, we would say in that, too, that people, Dominican was so popular. And it seems like people push back. You guys have the, the the best factory in Dominican Republic, for sure. But there's no attention to the Dominican Republic. It's almost like it's yesterday's thing, but it's not. It's Well, I mean, it, in terms of Camacho, it's just our, our the niche which from, it's in Honduras, right? I mean, we do use some Dominican tobacco. Yeah, but an uh, all but, Dominican. But, yeah. Look, well, look, at, look at Opus X, for instance. There, there at, is one cigar that is still made in Dominican Republic, which is the American Barrel Age. Ah, yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. That one has been going on for six years now. Okay. Uh, so that one was made in Dominican Republic. All right. Because at the time they had a little bit more expertise into the barrel aging process, so it's been made there ever since. All right. You know, so George, I had a great few days with you. Thanks Thank so you, much man. for coming it's up. It was, a great it was time. Uh, really, really interesting. The experiences of tasting and things like that. That's what I, I love so about it. Liked it. So uh, everybody, check out those Camacho events wherever you see them. And uh, jump in on them. You're going to learn something. You're going to have fun doing it. So uh, that is it. Next week, Rocky Patel joins us on the Cigar Authority Saturday. Catch us uh, live as we do that or stop by the store and uh, come meet Rocky if you want. That is it. That is the after show. See you next time. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.